The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook or the regular DraftKings app. Just use the code Ross when you take advantage of those two awesome applications, which, by the way, is the real name of app probably didn't know that i'm ross tucker former nfl offensive lineman five teams seven years those of you that check us out on youtube youtube.com slash ross tucker nfl can see the helmets and game balls and stuff like that behind me the youtube page also by the way a really good way really good way to see the highlight clips of the other shows ross tucker football podcast going to be joined by dallas cowboys first round pick Micah Parsons later in the week. Tomorrow we'll have Andrew Brandt. Nobody more qualified to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation, which, by the way, Steve and I will address today. I want to get Steve's thoughts. He's got some opinions on the NBA. He's got some thoughts on some of the season win total numbers. Getting a little iffy post-draft Broncos, Packers, and Steve's reaction to that. And, of course, we're going to go through the NFL draft. And all of our bets, we actually did quite well. We normally do. So we'll get to those as well. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL, Twitter and Instagram, Facebook. We are at Ross Tucker Pod. I appreciate any social media interaction ever. He is Steve Fezzik at Fezzik Sports. Hello there, Steve. Hello, Ross. And sometimes we get so involved with all the sports betting and so much going on. Things just slipped through the cracks. Apparently, there was a Kentucky Derby this weekend. I didn't hear about it. You know, I didn't realize it until Friday, and I thought, oh, man, that's a pretty big betting thing. We probably should have referenced it. But most people listen to us for our NFL bets and some side bets because I think most people are mainly football bettors, and then they've got some side bets, um, other sports, other major activities major event. So we didn't we we missed that one but that's okay. I wouldn't have had much to say about it anyway. I did notice though Steve, you've been doing pretty well on your Twitter at Fezzik Sports. You've been doing pretty well on your FCS playoff bets, haven't you? No. 
I've been doing well on my FCS bets, which completely changed when the playoffs started. I went 0-2 this weekend. So 10-6 year-to-date. So um, maybe I pushed it a little bit too much. Think about it. A little bit tighter lines in the playoffs with so few games versus the regular season with um, a much bigger board. Okay, so you did better in the regular season. Now the playoffs, not as well. That's correct. So 10 and 6 year to date. I'll take that every time, though. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we talked about this last week, Steve, and I think it's worth reiterating. We spoke last Tuesday. We do the show every Tuesday, right? And we'll get into season win totals again soon and all kinds of stuff. Rookie of the year, et cetera. I actually asked Micah Parsons for the last Ross Tucker football podcast this week what he thought of being the odds-on favorite for the rookie of the year. So I got got his thoughts on him being the favorite for the rookie of the year. But we talked about, especially during the draft, Steve, following the line, paying attention to certain lines. I should have known on Thursday, as soon as I saw Trey Lance, it swung again, and Trey Lance was the odds-on favorite to be the number three pick. I should have known right then and there, but I had been skeptical because they had been wrong on fields. But I should have known right then and there, Steve, something was up and that it was going to be Lance. Yeah, so if you see big line moves a couple weeks before the draft, a month before the draft, that is speculation. Yeah, there's news, but it's speculation. When you see a Trey Lance go plus 250 on Wednesday, the day before the draft, and then you wake up in the morning – and he's minus 150, and he's the favorite. Someone knows something. It's already been decided, and that's why you're seeing such great line moves. That news has leaked out to the marketplace. It is rarely wrong to just bet on the huge line moves on predetermined events like this, as it turned out to be like the first six players taken in the draft. Huge steam on pits, closes under 5.5, late 250, Huge steam on Chase, Bengals to take him, under five and a half, late 250. Didn't matter, they're 100-cent line moves. You don't have to pay the Vig Ross if all the bets win. It's a really, really good point. That was the one that jumped out to me. I didn't notice Pitts or Chase. Were there other ones like that, Steve? Sure. Waddle was 11 and a half over under, and word got out that Waddle was the preferred wide receiver over Smith. He closed minus 280 to go before Smith and over under nine and a half. No surprise, Waddle wound up being taken sixth. And Horn, all the money on Horn. He was at 13 and a half initially, dropped to 12 and a half. And then the VIG under 12 and a half closed like minus 200. Horn goes eighth. Yeah, I loved the under for Joe Horn. JC Horn, Joe Horn's son. Absolutely love that. So, Yeah, so did you get a chance to get in on those, Steve? I did bet quite a few of those. I made numerous bets in the draft. Wound up going 3-1 and on widely available lines for my clients, 15-6 and in my own bets. And I got to tell you, I got friends, Ross. They are telling me I massively underachieved. I know one guy that went 11-0. Another one of my friends went like 38-9. Basically, betting some of these openers. Look at where some of these quarterbacks open. Uh, you know, Mond, like 105, Mills, 110. These are bets that literally people made 
going under 105 on these quarterbacks, they could not lose. They were like 98% bets to win by the close when both those quarterbacks were lined correctly in the mid-60s, and that's where they went. So, um, you know, you you mentioned you, and it seems like everybody did well in the draft, Steve. So what does that mean for Vegas? What does that mean for the sports books? I, I guess everybody we know and that's in the know did well, but I, I'm assuming there's a lot of people that don't really follow it that closely, recreational that I guess didn't do well? Sure, but the recreational bettors don't bet that much, and the pro bettors make limit bets. I can tell you, having spoken to a few of the sports book directors around town, they were just shaking their heads saying, boy, you know, the draft's going to be in Vegas next year. I don't know what I'm going to do. There's going to be pressure for me to put up lots of product, but we got buried. We did. We, I mean, it's not, oftentimes sports books cry and say it wasn't that good of a weekend. And what they're saying is they didn't meet their revenue projections. Because remember, they got expenses. They got to pay for you know the, the space. They got to pay all their employees and the like. And when they normally, when a sports book says they they didn't do well, they're saying, ah, I didn't meet my expectations in terms of what we won. No, no, this is a case where the sports books forget all their expenses just in terms of betting. The betters beat them on the draft. Yeah, um, that that seems pretty clear at this point that if you're losing on the draft, you're not paying attention to our show or other shows like it. Let's dive in, Steve, to some of our bets. And in fact, before we do that, I want to make sure people hear this as soon as possible so they act on it as soon as possible. Mother's Day is Sunday. Today is Tuesday. 1-800-Flowers has you covered with amazing deals from bouquets and plants to gourmet treats and sweet surprises. Those of you that listen to the Ross Tucker football podcast, which is a lot of you, you know how I feel about getting flowers for the moms in your life on Mother's Day. It's huge. It should be mandatory. They love it. In fact, my mother-in-law, my mom, my wife's grandmother, Oma, they're all getting their 100 Flowers bouquets tomorrow. To order last minute's Mother's Day bouquets, arrangements, and gifts, go to 100flowers.com, click the radio icon, enter code football. That's 100flowers.com, code football. Lock in these amazing Mother's Day deals today. All right, so... Let's look at some of our bets, Steve. I had more than you did. Um, so we'll start with mine. You know, a couple of my – I had three sort of long shots. Uh, no, four kind of long shots. One hit, three did not. The best one, Steve, do you remember? We talked this out together last Tuesday. J.C. Horn, first defensive player to be drafted, plus 300. Now, I, you know, I was, I, I didn't, I thought it was about 50 50. No, I, I take that back. I thought it was about 33% chance that he'd be the first defensive player taken. I thought people like certain more, but I thought there might be one or two that like Horn more. Well, it happened, Steve. The Carolina Panthers took him at number eight, first defensive player drafted a plus 300 score for our listeners who were very excited about that one. 
Yeah, absolutely. And Sertain was basically locked in the entire draft, likely to go to Dallas. And it was curious, you know, that Dallas didn't even get him at 10 because he went nine. But um, basically, Sertain was way projected to go way before Horn. And Sertain stayed the same. And Horn just kept gaining. And by the time of the actual draft, like I said, his over-under was uh, very comparable to uh, Sertain. My favorite top 32 pick on the DraftKings Sportsbook app was Eric Stokes at plus 130. You kind of heard that he was probably going to go round, late round one as a corner. That's exactly what happened. He went to the Green Bay Packers. So that was another one that hit with plus money, plus 130 for that. And then, you know, the, the ones that were bad for me were first guy to position to be drafted. Took a shot with Rashawn Slater. I loved it at plus 650. I gave it out anyway at plus 250. Didn't happen. Penny Sewell went first. Okay. And then the big long shots were Javante Williams, the running back, plus 500. And the linebacker, Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, plus 500 to be the first linebacker drafted. Williams, first line running back drafted. So Williams went third. ETN and Harris went ahead of him, which was probably likely. I didn't realize, we didn't find out until after the draft, Steve, that Owusu Koromoa evidently had a heart issue. He didn't go to like the 50s. And I was unaware of that as well. I'll be curious when you have Parsons on your pod if you'll bring up the fact that he personally cost you a bet, Ross. <laughs> two. Two of them. <laughs> I, I, I came up because I had him on the over 13 and a half, and he went 12. Yeah, hopefully he doesn't watch the show. But we talked about it. Look, I, I, he knows that there were some character concerns, off-the-field issues that people were worried about. I thought it would drop him more. And, you know, it might have, Steve. If that, It's amazing. Like, it would be so fun to see how the draft unfolds if the Niners took Mac Jones at three. Or if Carolina at eight or Denver at nine took a quarterback. You know, so many different things happen. Then the Cowboys at 10 take Sertain. Then I don't know what the, the the Eagles probably sit there at 12. I don't know what they do because I think the Giants take Devontae. And, I mean, the whole thing is it really is a fascinating, fascinating exercise. But then I, I did really well on your favorite bet, Steve. The over-unders, really well. Justin Fields plus 120. Over seven and a half. Boom. And by the way, uh, I don't know if grades are greater on the Even Money Podcast. I don't know if he went through and grade all these, but I went back and listened. And you can do the same or watch it on YouTube, whatever. But I had Justin Fields plus 120 on the over seven and a half. That hit. Kyle Pitts on the under five and a half. That hit. Caleb Farley over 21 and a half. That was close, Steve. 22. 22. I didn't think he was going to go 22. Uh, that that one was close, but ultimately it came through to get Farley. Uh, he, he hit the over. Now, the, let the me ask you. I love guys like this with injuries or issues. Now, it's possible. Have you ever thought about this, Ross? When you came on and talked about how he didn't have feeling in two of his toes – that Ross Tucker personally could have sandbagged Caleb Farley 
in the draft that that information got out. So you cost Caleb Farley money, perhaps, but you won. No, because it was Rappaport and Pelissero <laughs> who had tweeted that or had written about that. I just tweeted about it and talked about it. But, uh, yeah, that would be pretty nice if that was the case. The only over-under I missed on was Micah Parsons, who I've known about since ninth grade. I met him when he was a junior in high school. I had over 13 and a half. He went 12 to Dallas. I still think if Dallas doesn't take him, he goes later than that. Uh, but it doesn't matter. That's what happened. So that's a no. And then I got uh, – I thought this was a great bet, Steve. Patrick Sertain under 10 and a half at minus 159. That was another yes. So ultimately – um, I hit one, two, three, four out of five of my over-unders, one out of four of my long shots. I don't know what you call Eric Stokes plus 130 top 32 pick, but um, so only one of the long shots cashed, but four out of five on my over-unders. Now for you, Steve, um, you had, if you remember, you bet – Jalen Waddle against Devontae Smith head to head. And that was clearly the right bet. Uh, and it had been trending that way. Although you never know, it only takes one team to feel the opposite. True, but the narrative was out on Smith. The only way is what, 111 pounds. And so I felt confident no GM was going to go ahead and take him before number nine. And I thought there was a good chance Waddle, you know, would, would, would be taken by them. Then it was interesting to hear some of your over-unders. You had Kyle Trask under 72 and a half. That hit. He was the last pick of the second round by the Bucks. What a great spot for him, by the way. Doesn't have to play this year or probably even the year after can learn from the best in terms of slow quarterbacks with no mobility and how Brady gets it done. Um, I love that pick by the Bucks, just because two years from now, after Trask's behind Brady for two years, maybe he'll be ready. Maybe he'll be ready to be a competent quarterback. So you hit that, Steve. Uh, you missed on Najee Harris over 25 and a half. It is uncanny. I feel like the Steelers – just take whoever everybody mocks to him every year. Every every mock said Najee Harris. You weren't buying it. Guess what? They took Najee Harris at 24, Steve. And I was aware of the mocks, and I felt like, hey, you know, the word is out. You don't draft a running back until the very end of the first round. And apparently this year, two teams felt differently. So I was worried. I, the only spot that he could fall to, I said, it's Pittsburgh or I win my bet. Well, it was Pittsburgh. You know, one that was very close for you, but it came through, Jalen Phillips, the DN from the University of Miami. His total was 18 and a half. You took the under and he went 18. That's as close as it gets, Steve. And uh, that was interesting. The Dolphins took him at 18. That one was very close. You won by half a half half a, half a pick. And I'm sure there's some sharp betters out there that heard that pick and laughed at me saying, 
I got Phillips under 21 and a half. Good luck with the under 18 and a half. And, and this is the difficult part about sports betting. Oftentimes you're directionally right on a bet, but if the line moves too much, at some point you got to pass on it. Maybe I pushed it a little bit taking Phillips, even at that 18 and a half, but we got there. That we did. You had the over 11 and a half on Devontae Smith, which is, of course, funny because the Eagles would have taken him at 12. But then I think they believe the Giants were going to take him at 11. So they jumped in front of the Giants at 11 to get the 10 to take him. Yeah, and ultimately where I got beat was we didn't get the quarterbacks all going early on, and that elevated everybody up in the draft um, to get taken earlier, and that's why I wound up losing that bet. I should never have made that bet. I should have just played Waddle against Smith. That was the much stronger bet. Well, we had three quarterbacks go in the top 10 when there was a lot of thought that it might be five quarterbacks in the top 10. So that was the issue. Um, then you get to uh, really a good bet by you. Christian Darasau over 15 and a half. And he ended up going, what, 24, I think, to the – no, he went 23 to the Minnesota Vikings. But you crushed that one. Although, you know, they didn't trade down. There's talk that they would have taken him at 14. I don't know if I believe that or not, but there's talk of that. Yeah, basically what happened was that Vera Tucker – and Darisau were evaluated early in the process as being approximately equal. But then come draft week, it was pretty clear that Vera Tucker was going to be the guy that was going to go before. And in most mocks, Darisau had fallen to the low 20s. Ultimately, that's where he wound up getting drafted. So I want to get your thoughts on something related to the NBA that I thought was interesting and some of the season win total movement we've seen. But first... I need to make sure people learn from my mistakes. And I'm not talking about betting. I'm talking about waiting too long to start to do something about my hair loss. You know, I look back on my wedding now, Steve, and I can see I was starting to lose my hair at 26. I don't think I really started to do anything until my 30s. That was a mistake. Two out of three men will experience some form of hair loss by the time they are 35. You can keep the hair you have, if you use keeps. That is the key, though. You need to do it. There are two FDA-approved medicines, right? A pill I take every morning, a topical solution I rub on my bald spot in the morning and at night. I have kept, like, keeps is a great name for the business. I have kept my hair since then. The FDA doesn't approve stuff unless there are results, like unless there's a... a they know that it works for people. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash even money to receive your first month of treatment for free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash even money to get your first month free. Keeps.com slash even money. So nice. Then I have to go to the doctor or the drugstore. They just send it right to your house. So, Steve, we saw some line movement um, and the line movement post draft season win totals. People are getting nervous about the Packers with this Aaron Rodgers stuff and the Broncos 
People really seem to think he might go to the Broncos. I don't know if it was the report from Mark Schlereth or the fact that the Broncos didn't draft the quarterback, but it certainly seems like there are some people that think this trade to the Broncos might happen. Yeah, so what's interesting is that the draft itself, almost no movement in the futures and the season wins. Uh, a couple exceptions, the Atlanta Falcons went up from seven wins to seven and a half. Markets love the fact they went with the tight end. They're going to stick with Ryan, stability, bump them up half a win. But most of the movement is not associated with the draft. It's associated with news, and you nailed it, you know, the Aaron Rodgers news. So Green Bay off the board for all of their bets, but the dominoes are falling in terms of the implications of what could happen. So Aaron Rodgers right now, minus 125 to be on with the Packers to start the season. So he's only a small favorite. Where might he go? Well, Denver and the Raiders are two of the spots that have been discussed. Denver has been the one spot that has been favored in the Lions, which is curious to me because Denver does not have a competent quarterback to trade to Green Bay. You'd think the Raiders would be the favorite. The bottom line is the Denver season win number was seven and a half just a week ago. Now it's eight and three quarters, nine juice to the under. So big movements, and it makes sense. If Denver should get Aaron Rodgers, how much is that upgrade worth? Well, then Denver's season win number probably should be 11. Instead of seven and a half, Vegas has split the difference and made it just a little bit less than nine. The Raiders are the most curious team. They were lined at seven and a half. Now, if they can get Rodgers, their number is going to go up to probably nine or so. However, the Raiders' season win number, Ross, has dropped to seven. It has actually gone down despite what should be positive news with Rodgers. I'm kind of surprised by this. I don't think the market's like the Leatherwood pick in the first round, but the Raiders got a good pick in the second round in the TCU safety morning. So it doesn't seem like that news should be enough to lower the Raiders. I think the narrative is among the Sharps is the Raiders have overachieved the last two years. You look at how many games they won versus how many points they were outscored by. The Sharps do not like this Raider team. I don't think they like Gruden, and they're a team they want to bet against. Wow, that's interesting. Very interesting. You would think it would go up. And, I mean, I guess you don't know, but I, I'm tempted to take that under on the Broncos. I'm tempted to think the Packers are not going to let Rodgers go and to take the under nine with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, Steve. What do you think? Yeah, really good roster for Denver, but Drew Locke, one of the three worst starting quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater should beat him out. I've got Bridgewater rated, I think, right around 22nd best. But i got to be honest, the fact that Bridgewater gets run out of town for Sam Darnold, who would know better than Carolina in terms of how good Bridgewater is? That is not a ringing endorsement. I know you also had one NBA observation, Steve, before we wrap up the show. It looks like Steve froze. Well, maybe we'll just wrap up the show like that. I can tell you what it was, okay? Um, he had a power surge. He just texted me. Anyway, he said the number six seed in the NBA is very, very important. So that's what you need to know. Number six seed, NBA, very important when it comes to their futures and the betting. That doesn't happen very often where during the show, Steve gets a power surge. Anyway, other than that, next week, 
very likely a surprise guest. Looking forward to it. We'll get into the season win total numbers again pretty soon as well. Check out Andrew Brandt tomorrow on the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Best authority out there as it relates to this Aaron Rodgers stuff. So it'll be absolutely great to get his thoughts on what he thinks will happen there from a betting perspective for the Broncos and the Packers. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found. A lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 109WITHIT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, it doesn't always. Sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit.